welcome to the podcast. I'm Ross, uh, probably for the last time from East London. Ah, and I'm Phil, uh, still coming at you live and cold in Eastbourne. So this is Ross and Phil Talk Movies, and we are today going to catch up on some of the bigger films that have been released, including, oh God, I really don't want to talk to Ross about this, The Marvels. Um, because <laughs> every time we talk about Marvel films, we're in a bargain. We, we do. It's just, it is, I don't know. It is now us. Ar- I honestly don't know that there's much to argue about on this. One. Well, look, I mean, maybe, hint, maybe, but hint, loyal listeners, we've kind of discussed it on on um on WhatsApp, and we kind of actually agree mostly for once. Yeah, mostly. Um, I also want to talk about Loki, uh, which has just finished its second season on Disney Plus. Uh, and and no doubt we'll talk about a few other things. I, I know I know I and Ross have both seen Saltburn, and that's definitely a film we need to dig into. Ooh. Fucking hell. Mate, I am still a week after seeing it, I still can't get certain things out of my head on that film. Ooh, so anyway, yeah. before we get started on that, how are you? <laughs> uh it's really, really, really cold here. But it's nice, it's a beautiful day. Uh, we're in the process of moving, as we probably alluded to earlier, um, and that's been very stressful, even though it's actually gone very well. But yeah, as we all know, moving is stressful. So there's that, hey, a, a good uh, friend of mine once told me it's the second most psychologically stressful thing you can do. <laughs> oh, about, about five minutes ago, probably. Um, yeah. So, so One that. day we'll record the preamble on this podcast so people can actually actually see how little planning actually goes into it. But there's. Uh, but Nikki's been amazing through the process. We've had some really good friends help us out. Yeah, significantly. Yeah. So, you know, good stuff. Um, I'm sorry, I sorry I couldn't be there to help you out. I'm not local, unfortunately. Um uh good. Well, look, let's let's crack on. So let's do let's do what we usually do. Let's what, what we haven't done for a while, actually. Uh, usually, or haven't done for a while. Which one is it, Phil? You make a decision. Let's do what we used to do. It's going to be one of those days today. Uh, let's see what we used to do and do our, our newest new film and our newest old film um, as our benchmark and barometer of uh, of our conversation today. So um, I'll tell you what, why don't I just quickly kick off because I can do my, my newest new film relatively quickly, which is also the newest film I've watched, but, you know, that's not how this goes. So my newest new film um, and the newest film I've watched is from a director that... I think, Ross, it's fair to say, you know I'm not a huge fan of, okay? I don't love Eli Roth. I just mm-hmm. don't. However, I do like slasher films, and I thought the trailer yeah. for Frank Thanksgiving was pretty <clears throat> fun. Yeah. Um, this trailer, well, not the Grindhouse trailer. Well, I was going to say, obviously we sprung from the Grindhouse, like, like, much like Machete, you know? Yeah, just 15 years later. Mm-hmm. And just 15 years later. And just 15 years later, we finally made the film. Uh, it feels like that. It feels like, like Aquaman 2. They started trailering it so so quick, so early. Um, and then, like, yeah, will it ever be released? Uh, but no, anyway. No, I still think no. <laughs> you, I think I think you're gonna turn, you're gonna go pay your money, turn up, and it just won't won't scream. Yeah, it'll be, be pulled, like, it'll be pulled in the time between paying for yeah. your seat and sitting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that I think is, that's what will happen. Or even happened. during between the trade, no, even between the Aquaman will be cancelled at the end of no, no. If you're a Cineworld, if you're a Cineworld viewer, it'll be cancelled just after the Pepsi advert. 
And any Cineworld viewer will know what that feels like. I was going to say just after the car advert that they stick in for some reason just before all the films, yeah. after the adverts are finished. Yeah. So I like the fact you get an advert before the advert, then they play the adverts, mm-hmm. then they play the the the, the, the um, DCM or whatever it is, company logo. Then you get another advert. Then you get an advert for Cineworld. Then you get a couple of trailers. Then they play you another advert. Then they do the turn your phone off. Then they play you another advert. Then they play mm-hmm. you another advert and then they put the film on. And you're like, oh, no, huh? no, no, you've missed something. You've missed something. They now also add in a very like noble advert for Refuge where they tell you to turn your phone back on again and then donate five pounds and then turn your phone off again. Oh, I, we've not had that one. Oh, we have that all the time. By the way, it's a very noble cause, Refuge, so I'm not being dismissive, but yeah, they do it. Not... They do it. They do it after turn your phone off. Before oh. the trailers. It's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? No. Before... I, think, I think the point is they're trying to put it as close to the film as possible for obvious Yeah, but, but the last it's, thing you need is it's... people. Because yeah. one of the things I know about... By the way, I'm talking about Thanksgiving. Um, but yeah. one of the things I know about Thanksgiving is I had to shush people twice during the film. It's oh, like, it, and it's an 18, right? So you'd imagine yeah. that mostly people there are grown-ups, broadly. Yeah. Um, I had to shush people twice. I'm like, for fuck's sake. Anyway, uh, you haven't seen Thanksgiving yet, have you? No, but I, I really do want to get to I'm hoping I will see it in the next few days, if possible. It's obviously been a bit of a, a hectic time right now. Uh, but we're yeah, trying very much to get to it. Look, Thanksgiving is a relatively straight Old school slasher film. Got a great it's, cast. Great it's got cast. a great cast. It's yeah. pretty violent. Yeah. Um, which is good. The the setup, the reason why the killer exists is interesting and fun. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a whole thing about a Black Friday thing at the beginning. So there's a little heard, thing about yeah, consumerism. I heard, I've, heard, I've heard about this, yeah. And released in the UK on Black Friday. Well done. Mm. Very well done. So, look, overall, is it going to change the world? Absolutely not. Is it the best horror film I've ever seen? No. Is it scary? Not in the slightest. There was one small jump scare in the entire film. The rest of it is just a guy in a mask killing people. Now, if you've seen Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, sorry, uh, if you've seen Friday the 13th, if you've seen Halloween, if you've seen any of those movies, it is what it is. I would suggest this is better than both the Halloween sequels. Okay, just because fair, it's an actual slasher film um, mm. and it doesn't try to be something it's not, right? Like, um, and by the way, I mean, modern Halloween sequels. Um, yeah. So it's just a guy in a mask going around killing people. And, you know, some of the deaths are good fun and, and pretty brutal, quite creative. If you like that kind of shit, guess what? You're going to enjoy this film. I gave it a 7 out of 10. I thought it was fun. Um, will I ever watch it again? Absolutely not. So that's Thanksgiving. Well, it sounds like it's uh, at least worth watching. Yeah, I'd say so. I'd say so. How about you? What's the newest new film you've seen? So the newest new film that I have seen, it's a very good point. Let me just have a look. I think, <clears throat> I think it is Saltburn. Unless we, <gasps> okay. If we, if, we, if we ignore Saltburn, though, just if we're going to talk about yep. it later anyway, then the most recent new film, well, there's two, uh, almost simultaneously, uh, Joyride, which we really enjoyed. Joyride is great really, fun, really isn't it? Enjoyed it? It's really good fun, raunchy as fuck. The sex montage thing was so, hilarious. Now, can you imagine uh, being in a hotel room in Australia yes. and watching this with your thirteen-year-old daughter, not I mean, realizing just how fucking bad it is in places? I mean, I mean, I mean, obviously, I can't imagine it. 
but it would have been excruciating, and it did make me. It did tickle me the idea that you were doing that. And then, because uh, uh, lot... I, I just thought, by the way, I just thought, oh, like maybe it's American Pie level, kind of sure. a little bit, like, like, like the whole bit with just the vagina shaving, like, and you're just like, oh no, and I'm just we're all just sitting there going. Can the can can like a wave come and just kill us all right now? Because this is so uncomfortable. <laughs> so uh, I wish I want to quickly touch on two. One very quickly, unless you've seen it. Uh in terms of brand brand new. Because <clears throat> I haven't actually had a chance to watch that many new films in yeah. I, I mean I've seen one, two, three. To be fair, I've seen about ten, but for me that's not that many. Um it's just been difficult with everything. So I watched a film called Sympathy for the Devil. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, I really liked it. I I thought it was surprisingly not as well. Not not shit. I mean, we know we know Cage is is generally giving good performances regardless of the film. Cage is giving amazing. Oh, he he starts at eleven. He on in in Sympathy for the Devil. He starts at eleven. He literally he he, then goes up and kills. I give it like and the twist. The twist was very good. I sort of saw the twist. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was still very good. And for what if, what is it's largely a two-hander. Luckily, yeah. it isn't just a two-hander because that would drive you mad after a while. Luckily, it is broke up with different set pieces and stuff. But I really like it's a strong, a strong home entertainment film, which I think is actually quite satisfying. The final sort of reveal slash confrontation is done really well, I think. Um, yeah. Definitely better than expected. Like definitely more interest interesting than expected. Um, yeah, well, I'm glad you've seen it too because I, I no, yeah, I, I, I really I gave it a six, right? Like, yeah, so I think that's fair. Gets... That's not a bad review, but that's not a bad one. I I agree with that largely. It's it, it's one of those kind of watch and forget kind of films, right? But like, I had a I had a hoop with it. It was like like yeah, really like... well made, like really well made. Like you don't think about budgets or anything weird. Like, no. the actual. Way it's and made. Let's be honest. I'm not a huge fan of Joel Kinnaman. I, I don't think he's I, been great. I have no. Much. I have no thoughts on him. With no disrespect to him, I've just got no. Wow, thoughts on him. that's actually the worst thing ever. No, I mean as in no, I mean as in Joel Kinnaman seems to be, like as Rick Flag. He's fine. Like he's fine, but I I get him regularly confused with Joel Edgerton. I just do. <laughs> like I do. I, I'm not. I'm not. Not on purpose. I'm not. I'm not doing it. Oh, you're piss such even. a bitch. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, but legit. If you put Joel Kinnaman, Joel Edgerton, and Sam Worthington even together, I couldn't. I'd be like, yeah, all right. Like, like I mean, as in, I mean, as in, and I'm no disrespecting either of them. Joel Edgerton's a really good director. No, but like, I love seriously, I love this film, The Gift. But I yeah, honestly, yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't tell their performances apart. Although if you actually, put those Worthington three together, is less, Worthington is less interesting. I think. Okay, if you put it. those three together in a film, that is a whole lack of charisma going on in one yeah, place. But that not, is but just. Not, but but and I mean the Worthington thing is maybe a little bit unfair, but I just I just I really <laughs> Worthington so, brings down the I mean, average considerably. Well, yeah, yeah, but all I'm getting at is they're like blokes, which is fine. Yeah, and, yeah, and the acting is fine. They're not doing anything wrong with acting or anything. Any of them so, could do a role that the other one has done. I think so. No one, and that's meant with no dis- meant with no disrespect either. No. I just couldn't point them out particularly. No one could play. Nicholas Cage in Sympathy no. for the Devil, other than Nicholas no, Cage. No, I completely agree. But anyone could play yeah. Joel, Joel Kinnaman's character. Yeah, they just needed a solid actor. But I will yeah. say, but by the end of it, the harder edge for his character, you realise when you realise who's Cap without getting into the, the twists, he does lend it really nice, uh, what's the word, nuance. Like, like you do get into yeah. more interesting stuff with him later. And I think that that works 
really well. Like I was surprised because this is a film that in in I don't know, let's say ninety five percent of similar caliber films, twenty five minutes in, I may well have stopped watching it. Not, I not see, I try not. I try I, not. I've to, never. But you, you know. But you know what I'm saying. I, I try. I can't not remember to the last that. time I stopped to watch a film. I stopped I'm watching glad the for film. You. I'm glad for you, but you know what I'm getting at because because initially it isn't very inspirational. It's not. Oh, it's, it, it looks like it also looks like it's just going to be the two of them in a car. But for, I, I for, think forever. I think sometimes it holds though, you. In, it holds you enough, though. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, but giving up after half an hour, time. like, and I said this to you with people dead right, right? Like giving sure. up. I didn't. X I didn't give up time in. Yeah, I gave up an hour in, which I think is yeah, perfectly but, fair. But like, what you end up missing is all the you know. I I think again, like. Sometimes you can walk out and like what was that really oh, shit? No, it film? was Maleficent. It was it was um, um, Maleficent. Um, no, Malignant. Um, no, Malignant. 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 Yeah. Now again, which, again, for... I gave up. I gave up ninety five minutes in, which is not crazy. You've watched a movie, and then like my mate said, you just need to wait ten more minutes. Yeah. You just need to wait ten more minutes for the fifty minute, forty five to fifty minutes of the most insane film you've ever seen. And that was. And None. it was truly, and he didn't even tell me that. He just said, "Please trust me. Wait ten more minutes." <laughs> so I went. Good... So I went to see it again. Do you know? But what I'm saying is, I can be, you know. Anyway, yeah. But no, so, so... I, I didn't mean to talk about that one. Somewhere. I'm sorry. And the last Fine. one, because the last one I'll touch on, which I presume you pro- probably haven't watched, is a martial arts movie called Fist of the Condor, starring Marco Zorro. Do you know who I mean by Marco? I, I think you can guarantee I have not watched Fist of well, the Condor. This is one to watch because. So it starts Marco Soror. So for people, the thing that people might will know him from best mainstream-wise is John Wick Four. He's one of the main villains in John Wick Four. Oh, he's got um, the, he's got he has got the face that yes. basically. Uh, his, what's the best way to describe his face? His face is like can to me. You'd go around can and you see his face on a hundred posters for films that want to be made. He's like he again. I don't know the bloke, but he looks like the kind of guy that would attach himself to every project at can in the hope one would get made. I mean, I I actually think that's I I I understand why you're saying that. I'm not sure that's necessarily true, but I I understand no, why it, you're saying that. No, no, I'm not saying he is. He's got that. No, face. no, no. I get it. I get it. No, like, I if you went around can and you saw his face on twenty yes. posters, you'd go, yes. Huh. Cause like like Silvio Simac, right? Like that kind of face where you go, yes, and that's on yes. a load of posters, isn't that's it? That's a that's a very interesting comparison to make, actually, <laughs> uh, from personal knowledge. Um, so that, yeah, that's a very that's actually a very interesting comparison to make, uh, given the number of projects that that actor you just mentioned is. Anyway, Attached moving on. It. Yeah, yeah, moving moving on. <laughs> um, but no, I, I understand what you're. But that's a very that's a very yeah, very astute thing to say. Actually. So, um, um, so, but he's but most of the things I've seen him in, on the whole, he's he's usually one of the most interesting things in the films for yeah. various reasons. Even though, yeah, the face, yeah, yeah I, I I get that. Um, he's made some really interesting films as like on the independent like Latin American side of things. If I'm not misspeaking by saying we that. do want to talk about Saltburn um, today, just, just we, so will, you know, we, right? will, we will, we will, and the Marvels. But, this, this, but what's fascinating <laughs> about this film? It's Latin American, and it harkens back very specifically to films like Snake and Eagle's Shadow and Drunken Master. Um, okay, but 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 it, but it, but it, but it's a more serious film. Like so, it's, okay. it's not a comedy. I'm done with that. And and it's it's it's. It's the specifics of the film that make it really interesting. The fights are good. There aren't actually tons of fights in it. It's more 
philosophical than that. Um, mm-hmm. it, it has a sort of a Western bench to the film. The music is fantastic. It sort of smacks of Ennio Mar- Morricone type music. The what one of these things is it's eighty minutes long, which is obviously pleasing regardless of the genre, um, and um, it's chapterized. The chapters are okay. I'm not joking. The chapters are I'm not joking between three and five minutes long. So there's loads of chapters, but it works really well like i would actually like to see this on the big screen like if a prince charles cinema or whatever showed it i would love to go and see it on a big screen because it's it's very beautifully shot for a presumably low budget indie and it's very atmospheric and yeah i i've sort of said enough kind of thing if you're if you're looking for a proper hit of proper martial arty fighting um I really, really recommend it because it's okay. a combination of it's a combination of that old school kung fu movie with a Latin American flavor, which is interesting. But but sort of it's set contemporary, and it's just it's interesting. It's it's interesting enough that I'm I've talked about it this long, right? So okay. um, I recommend it significantly, actually. Okay. Good. All right. So uh, let's very quickly touch on old films because you've spent 20 minutes talking about Sympathy for the Devil. Um, yeah, that's good I watched two, two, two of note this week. Um, yeah. Firstly, I, for the very, very, very first time, saw North by Northwest and I saw it on a oh big screen. Oh, my God. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and I have to say, it's a very, very, very good film. Um, do I do I think it's the best film ever? Probably not. But again, I think there's always that issue of seeing a film so dramatically after it's been out. But, and also when you you know most of the film through parody, it always makes it a lot harder to then go back and watch something. Yes. Right? When you've seen The Simpsons recreate a famous scene, you kind of go, okay. But I thought it was a great film, really well done. And again, it felt very contemporary. Yes, like, I agree. You could do got, most of it today. Most of it. Yeah, yeah. Today. It's got a pace to it, which is yeah. like like Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. It's got a pace to it that, that belies its age. There's a there's an amazing thing about that film. There's, there's, I mean, there's lots to talk about about that film, let alone the score and all of the way it looks and everything. If you think about the way that film ends, they're hanging. It is literally a cliffhanger. Yeah, literally have, a cliffhanger. You have them hanging off of that uh, Mount Rushmore, right? And that's from the moment they're lifted up. You know, from the moment they're saved. At Mount Rushmore, the film finishes about 25 seconds later. Yeah. The, the epilogue is immediate. It never feels rushed. It's a brilliant ending. And the film just, it's done. And that's really, really rare for any movie. Really, really rare for any movie. And that film, it's a bit hard to, if you haven't seen the film, it's a bit hard. But how, what, what does what I've just said sound like? It may sound a bit trivial. But there's an economy... Given the film is not a short film, it's actually... No, it's over two film. hours, right? It doesn't doesn't feel like it. Also notable for Martin Landau's first role. Which yeah, is yeah, Martin Landau. And was Martin Terrific, Landau yeah. born old? I know, he looks like he's 42 in it. It's insane. He so looks, anyway, yeah. so I liked great it. Film. I thought it was a great film. Really um, you know, again, like, like, will it ever replace my favourite Hitchcock film? No, because my favourite Hitchcock film, weirdly, has always been The Birds, but it has nothing to do with the film. It has to do with the fact, and this is a genuine story, and I tell this all the time, 
I and my mum were watching it in our, our house in Lewis, which is an old council house, right? So it's got like an open chimney and stuff. And we were watching the birds. And literally, as the film finished, a bird flew down God. our chimney and out into the lounge. This is a true story. Wow. And I've never been so fucking scared in my entire life. It's like Hitchcock bought, bought to life 3D cinema for me. That is, cra- that is crazy. I, was like, I can't watch that. it again because like, I'm so scared oh, that like, a bird's well, going to fucking attack me. So two things about that film. First of all, uh, we saw it at the Prince Charles Cinema, I want to say last year. It was what, the birds? Re- yeah, fairly recently. Oh, I love it. It's such a and good film. And it was film. incredible on the big... It was, in- was it in Picture House or was it Prince Charles? Now, I'm pretty sure it was Prince Charles Cinema. And it was an amazing atmosphere. It was packed. And two things about that film. First of all, again, people may or may not remember, but it doesn't end. Like when they No, leave, no, no, it has, no. It has, a, it it has an ending. And that's really clever and it's really scary. And it's really but but it's still somehow hopeful. It's still somehow hopeful. But it doesn't yeah. end. But also in the cinema, we were sitting there watching a bit where she's sitting outside, outside the school. Yep. And you know how you see the thing where a couple of birds land and it cuts back yeah, yeah. to where a couple of birds land. And then there's that cut to where that climbing frame is full of birds. Oh. And the cinema went, oh no, no. Like that, like, like as one, we all kind of went, oh God, no. Like, and it was a genuine fear. And it's, what's great about that scene is there's no music. There's no like rising, scary music. Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, it's getting worse. It's just shots. And it's just yeah. the sound Hitchcock. of the birds himself. It's incredible. He was the master. There's no doubt. It, it. Like, he's, genuinely, he's genuinely, Hitchcock is like his lack, his use of music and his lack of music. Like, yes. like North yeah. by Northwest is an incredibly commercial Hitchcock film. It was done for MGM. It was like yeah. his only film Gorgeous. for MGM. Yeah. It's an incredibly, it's incredible. It's Hitchcock's Bond film, effectively. Yeah, right? it is absolutely, absolutely. But if Hitchcock made a Bond film, that's what it would have looked like. Yeah. And I totally buy into that. And but I think Hitchcock's actually his best when it's a bit more pared down. And that's why I love the birds because the birds yeah. is just it's so subtle. Like it's yeah. it's. And I tell you what, if you've ever walked around the seafront town these days and seagulls attacking people for food, anyway. Also, the other film I watched are, is, people, people don't know now. Seagulls are massive. They are big. Seagulls are um, really big. The other old film I watched this week, because um, I had a, a couple of long training journeys, so I split it between the there and the back. Was I watched? I'm on. I'm watching Scors. I'm rewatching Scorsese's crime greed trilogy. Um, yeah. So I've done Goodfellas. I watched Casino this week. Ah, yeah. Honestly, people really sleep on Casino, but no, I, I would suggest so... it, you don't. I know you prefer it over Goodfellas. I, I do. I actually do. Yeah, I know. I get it. By the way, I know that it's not the better film. I know that it's not the better film. It's like the Jaws and Jaws two thing for me. Yeah, like, totally. I just, I just enjoy Casino. Casino is Casino. a. The first hour and a half of Casino, when, when it's kind of really in the Vegas Ooh, stuff, is some of Scorsese's yeah. best work. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then, like, the last hour and a half, when it, like, all starts to go to shit uh, in Ooh. terms of the story, in terms of, like, the reality of what was actually happening, not the film. Like, it yeah. gets really kind of, like, like it's it's a really quite unpleasant film to watch, but in that kind of way that I love. So at yes. some point, I'm going to follow up by the last film in the Greed trilogy, which is Wolf of Wall Street. And then I'm yes. going to proclaim... This unofficial trilogy of Goodfellas, Casino, and Wolf of Wall Street as possibly the one of the best trilogies ever made. 
So it's funny you say this because I need to watch Wolf of Wall Street again, which I never thought I was going to do. Because partly because I'm spooled for the podcast has done it, and I was like, that's done an episode on it, and I'm like, a lot of the times I, I if I really don't know the movie, I'll watch the film, for example. Yeah, like a, a lot of podcasts, not just that podcast. Um, or if I haven't seen the film in a long time, I might watch the film again. Or, Honestly, like, like if I know a film well enough, if I know a film well enough, I probably won't. Do you know what I mean? It depends on yeah. the timing. Wolf of Wall, Wolf Wall Street. Wall Street is I've only seen it once. Phenomenal. Well, so here's the thing. I've only seen it once. I remember at the time going, it is an incredible film. It, it was never about the quality of the film. It was just, to me, the film shouldn't exist. And 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 I still hold to the principle of that at the, at the moment. But I do want to watch it again, partly because of this podcast, but partly because I haven't seen it since it came out. I remember it was brilliant. So why shouldn't I watch a brilliant film again? Do you know what I mean? Like I, I'm not. I'm not. What I'm getting at is this yeah. isn't about my prince. This isn't about my principle of it shouldn't I, exist. It I like, exist. like I said to you, your principles. I, I get it that it's a, a film about people fucking people over, and you shouldn't shouldn't celebrate that. But yeah. morally, it's morally it's not that much different to, to Goodfellas or Casino, where I get it, that. Good oh, if it happened, if Jordan over. Belfort, if Jordan Belfort, I know this, well, for whatever difference it's worth, if Jordan Belfort was dead, or if it all happened 30 years ago, for example, then I would have much less concern. Did I, did I ever tell you much I went to the, the, the live, um, you know, they do those kind of interactive yes. film things where you, yes. like, you go and you take part in it, like, like, um, yeah. like uh, Secret Cinema. Um, we yeah. did one for the Wolf of Wall Street in London. It was hysterical. Yeah. It was yeah. so ha- so slapdash, but yet so fun. And weirdly, yeah. we then went. So the gut. So there was this guy, and he was playing um, the Jonah Hill character, right? Right. And um, we then went to the interactive Doctor Who experience, and right. he was playing. He was playing a Gallifreyan. So he <laughs> was. In, so it was really weird. So as I walked past him, like I just I said loud enough so he could hear it, but not loud enough to be a dick. I just went, I just walked past him and went, Steve fucking Madden. And he smiled. Because <laughs> he was like, Yeah, you dick. <laughs> but I was like, look, I think I genuinely think Wolf of Wall Street is one of Scorsese's best films. Um, I think it is in terms of, of cinema, for a three-hour movie, it is yeah. unfucking believably well paced. Like so well paced. The performances in that film are unbelievable. Like as a debut for a film, Margot Robbie is just Yes, I remember. (laughs) There is a reason why the world has fallen in love with Margot Robbie. But also everyone seems to forget that. Everyone seems to forget the the full frontal thing. I don't know what that is. That literally has no bearing on that from like I No 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 no. I I'm not saying that's the point, but what I'm saying is people go, what? But I'm pissed. Whatever I mention, they're like I'm mad. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. Like I always like like to me, it was just her charisma and yeah. Her... No, she's great. In, no, she's great in the movie. It's a bit like with Charlie Theron in The Devil's Advocate. She's she in she's the that moment where like... she's full naked. You don't think about that's not the point. I'm just saying, but people forget yeah. that that happened somehow. I don't she, know what that is. She she also like like in a film that has some charismatic people in it. She. Yes. On par- anyway, so she holds so her, watch- no, no, she 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 holds her own really well. And at the time, we have to remember she was completely unknown. Yeah, she just done Neighbours and a few other TV shows. Right, right. right. So exactly. like- she's a, she's fantastic in it. 
Like, yeah. um, it's such a good film. So I'm looking for Anyway, Casino is fantastic. I think the one misstep Casino makes mm. um, is it shouldn't have cast Joe Pesci in effectively the same role he he, cut, he was playing in Goodfellas. I get that, except I think he's great in it. But I do, I, 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 is, I, don't, I, don't, I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree. He is phenomenal, but he's playing, yeah. he's playing a the slightly outside version yeah. of Nicky Santoro. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I agree. And if you haven't seen Goodfellas, it makes no mm. fucking difference whatsoever. He is phenomenal no, in that course. film. Yeah. If you've seen Goodfellas, you're like... Mm. He's back. Well, you're like, he's back somehow. How does that work? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he, <laughs> and, and, and unfortunately for Pesci, he kind of plays him a bit like Nicky Santoro as well. He does. He just... he just, he just No, I, I don't think... With no disrespect, it's a great performance, but it's the same. Or it feels right. the same anyway. Your old film, and then we will get on to Saltburn and uh, The Marbles. Old film. Interesting. <laughs> no, because again, I haven't watched that many, and I'm trying to pick the right one. So, okay, well, very the quickly, last one. Not, not that's, well, that's actually, the game. one new. Well, not one new one. We should have talked about is Look Who's Stalking because I see Look Who's Stalking. Oh yeah, no, okay. Stop, stop everything else. Let's talk about Look Who's Stalking. Then we'll go on to Saltburn and the Marvels because I think Look Who's Stalking is worth. Talk- so, Look Who's Stalking is from Doug Campbell, who anyone that knows, um, he's the best director are- in the world ever. We are He's big fans of, and and actually, I was a bit disappointed with Look Who's Stalking, only because it's pretty well done. <laughs> oh, Look Who's Stalking is amazing. It's yeah, amazing. but I was like, you know, when you're like, you're like, you you kind of want it to be really, really sucky. No, and I was like, like in that kind of Deadly Mile High Club way, or that um, that kind of way. And I'm like, unfortunately, it's not. Unfortunately, it's actually quite a good film. It, it's, it's quite well done. It's like it's like feels very nineties in its um yeah. It's like a nineties TV movie, basically. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, oh, it's actually quite well done. I was like, I'm I'm a I'm a little bit disappointed by this. Yes, it's so, okay. We didn't get into that too much. Uh, the most no, no, but on... what were your thoughts on it? <laughs> it's the most incredible film ever. <laughs> <laughs> because I prefer I prefer the other title, which is um 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 oh uh, my my uh, haunted by my stalker, which is really really funny. Haunted by my stalker is such a good title. Yeah, and, but exactly. it completely gives it completely gives the film away. Well, there's there's a whole situation. The thing that I never understood was you never ever see her at work. So she's a doctor. For anyone who doesn't know, the main character is a doctor who moves from the city to like a small town to become another doctor or something. And she's constantly being told, you know, your work is suffering. We've never seen her at work. We've never seen her do any doctoring ever of any description. No. Apparently her work is suffering. Um, And (laughs) I don't even know how to get into it. We we, We should take hours we should, it is. I'm just thinking, I'm just thinking of a trivia. The movie's title was changed shortly before release from Haunted by My Stalker to Look Who's Stalking. And it should have been called um, Deadly Deadly Surgery or something, you know. Yeah, Deadly, Deadly Surgeon. Yeah. You Deadly, know, it, Deadly Doctor. Deadly Doctor. Deadly Doctor. Yeah, yeah. It's it's such a it's such a Doug. It's the most. It is one oh. of the most <laughs> Doug Campbell Doug Campbell films. I've just seen one of the goofs. The name plate. So the lead character's name is Hope. The nameplate <laughs> on Hope's desk at work reads Dr. Hope Connors, MD, which is incorrect. As both, do- <laughs> as both Dr. and MD are never used together with a person's name. It should have either been Dr. Hope Connors or Hope Connors, MD. Usually uh, the latter, which is so, hilarious. So he's got it's two like saying, it's like, saying, it's like saying Mr. Ross Boyask, Mr. 
Yeah. So he's got two films coming up. He vanished in Yosemite whilst oh vanishing on vacation God. in Yosemite. Sisters Katrina and Jennifer meet the perfect guy, Handsome Rick. <laughs> Handsome <laughs> Rick. That's his name. That's his name. <laughs> or Rick Handsome. Smitten. Smitten because they've just met, right? Katrina is certain she's met Mr. Rick, Mr. Right. What could go wrong? However, when Katrina goes missing deep in the Yosemite wilderness, Jennifer suspects kidnapping and sets out to rescue her sister. That's vanished in Yosemite. And. My Doctor's Secret Life, where a mysterious assailant brutally attacks her. Psychiatrist Dr. Veronica West realises someone in her care is determined to destroy her life. That's literally the plot of Look Who's Stalking. So the next one is She's Obsessed With My Husband. What a great title. She's Obsessed With My Husband. This is upcoming. So the synopsis is, for over 20 years, Violence has carried an obsessive torch of love for Garrett, the handsome boy she once dated in high school. Now 40, oh dear God, now 40, Violet moves in next door to Garrett, determined to destroy his marriage and take her rightful place as his wife. These films are fantastic. They, right. they are like fantastic. I need to get Doug Campbell's email address. I'm sure we could do that. Like, we need to find someone who knows Doug Campbell, right? Like, and well, we could make friends with about a thousand Canadian actors because they've all probably got his phone number. Unfortunately, he hasn't been on Twitter for a long time. Like, we need to find it because I want. I have his. I have his cell phone and his email right in front of me. Are you? You're joking? No, I'm not joking. I've literally got his direct phone number. Send me his email. <laughs> I will. We are gonna. I'm gonna email Doug Campbell. We're gonna get him on the goddamn podcast. Right. I'm let's gonna send, talk. I'm gonna send let's you do... right now. Thank you. Let's talk Saltburn. Um, yes. This is more important. <laughs> let's talk Saltburn. Um, Ross, I don't want to give too much away on this because I don't think many people would have seen it. Um, and I think the least you know about this film, the better. Yeah, I don't want to give away any any spoilers at all. But what were your thoughts on Saltburn? Because I have some very, very strong thoughts on Saltburn. Well, I have lots of thoughts. Niffy and I both basically very much enjoyed it. I think her criticism was once you find out what's going on, it goes on a bit longer at the end. I didn't have the same concern actually. I I, I really liked the whole thing. Agreed. Uh, but but I I can get I kind of get why she says it, but I just loved it anyway. Um, there's a a dance sequence, let's just say in the final act that is the superb. final scene. The last well, I didn't, didn't want to I didn't want to say that, but okay. Okay. Um, uh, not only I'm is trying it to keep superb, away as little as possible, but if you know, and this is a really meta point, right? Mm. If you know the music video yes. for the song, he is basically copying a lot of the moves in the music video for the song. Oh, I didn't realise that. That's that is very meta. Hence why, when that scene came on, I was genuinely crying with laughter. I was the only person right. in the cinema. I was laughing so fucking hard that I was just genuinely, this could yeah, actually I be... Put, I didn't even put that together. Um, this could actually be the greatest last shot in a film oh, in right. yeah, okay. 20 years. Brilliant. So a few plaudits. Uh, cast are just amazing, including Archie Medecque, who goes on from Gran Turismo to be even more interesting. Uh, I thought he was really great in it. We both did. Jacob and Lordy, who plays Felix. I don't think I've ever seen him in anything. And I'm like, he was perfect casting. Like he's perfect so good. in that role. Uh, Barry I, Keegan, it's good because you, you never you never kinda know you never kinda know like 
is he well, gay? Is he straight? Know? Is he bi? Also, how is much, he... And how much does he know as opposed to when he's How much does he know? Has he not known? Yeah, 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 it's, yeah. It's such an interesting role that he really does play it like, like you're really watching it and going, I don't know. You know, does this guy fuck his sister? You know, what is oh, it with sure. this guy? Yeah, yeah. Something... Yes, yes, There's... completely. And that, and I think, sorry to interrupt, but that's I think that's one of the Not most sure. interesting things about this film. Um, oh, he plays Elvis in Priscilla. Yes. <gasps> oh, I'm so much more interested for that film right now after seeing that. Um, <laughs> you never know. This film keeps you guessing so fucking hard what it's about for yeah. so long. Yeah, I wanted to live in the world as well. I, I, I like the pub. Oh you ever pub? You have a university pub? I yeah, I, I wanted to go to that, that pub. I could smell that pub, and the dorms were amazing. The production design is incredible. But the four-three format for the framing was fascinating did, and really effective. Really question: effective. Did your framing change towards the end of the film? I'm not sure if it did. I don't recall. Okay, it changing. so one of might, might, might be our... it might. But it might have, and I didn't notice. So I don't know. Well, I, I the full free it, frame overall was incredible. Yeah, well, I watched it. The fil- the framing of the film changed uh, just towards the end at a certain point. And okay. I was like, was I'd that deliberate or was that my shit cinema fucking up again? I'd have to watch it again because I don't remember. I mean, but I wanna... By the way, you know that he's he's Australian as well, Jacob Elordi, which I didn't realise because <sighs> I thought his accent was incredible. I thought his accent was incredible then. I didn't even think about his accent until I realised that later. Um, oh, that's but interesting. The, but the whole Richard E. Grant, uh, fucking Rosamund Pike, I didn't recognise Kerry Mulligan in the first scene she was in. I only recognised her in the second scene that she was in. Uh, but dialogue was fantastic. It's funny as hell. Oh, um, oh my one, God. Oh, one, of the things, one of the things that Miffy pointed out that I thought was great, which I didn't pick up on particularly until she mentioned it, was... You expect that the family is going to be the weird ones, but they're not. The family are not weird. I mean, they're detached and they're rich and everything, but they're not weirdos, if that makes no. sense. No. And he is. Yeah, it's really, it's really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I tell you, I tell, going back to Richard E. Grant, right? Mm, Richard E. Grant has one of my favourite lines in the film. They're, they're like, mm. um, it's, it's it's a really simple thing. It's like, um, let's make it like Rosamund Pike. Let's make it a fancy dress party. And Richard yes. E. Grant just, start, just turns around and goes, I get to wear the armor. Yeah, that was and when you see him in it and he's so happy, that it's, is amazing. That, that is, white shot where you first see them at the party. Oh my god. And yeah, it was really, really ch- like you feel happy for him, which is interesting. Oh my god. So his reaction on a certain incident that happens near the end, yes. uh, the stuff he says about it is yes. really really real. It's really real. We just need to it's, get him warm without giving away what it is. That was amazing. I, that was amazing. I have to say, I agree with all of that. And I think I think the, the, the thing that's interesting for me is I saw the, tr- the first trailer for this film and I was like, oh, fuck that. Like, no yeah. interest whatsoever. Yeah. And then I saw a second trailer and I'm like, hold on a sec. There's something more interesting going on here. Yeah, yeah. And then Zoe, we had, a, we had a day by ourselves and Zoe was like, oh, I'd quite like to go to the cinema. And there was literally Thanksgiving or Saltburn. Yeah. I was like, well, you know, you're not going to go see Thanksgiving, so I'll go and see Saltburn. I'm not that bothered by it, but hey, you know. And then yes, I watched yeah. the trailer again before I went, and I was like, yeah, this this is kind of... Oh, no, I'll tell you what, no, sorry. Then I listened to Mark Kermode's review on it, Oh, I and I was like... And he, he just talked a little bit about kind of how it wasn't what you expect, and he said it's like, like, yes. full of the House of Usher meets something, meets something, and I'm like, 
Well, Liffey well, mentioned. I'm kidding from it. Liffey mentioned Brideshead revisited specifically. Yeah, Brideshead revisited. And then, so I went to see it, and I, and I, I genuinely spent most of the film with my jaw on the floor because I was just compelled the whole time. Like I was, was I found the whole thing compelling. I could not take my eyes off that film. There are certain mm. instances. Now, going back to feeling awkward watching it with your kid, there was a couple mm. of mother and daughters that went to see that film together. Oh, my God. Yeah. Jeez. Um, yeah. You know, There's an interesting um, twist in his character without giving away the specifics. Barry Keegan's character, he starts off very introverted. is the wrong word. One way. And then there is a change in what I can only describe as his confidence with the way he's interacting with them. Yeah. A certain night, a certain nighttime scene, where you go, "What the fuck's going on here?" Oh, and by the way, I didn't even yeah. not not just the act, that... not not just the no, act no. that he does on, but but there's something about his eyes. Yeah, that he just he changes. Just compl- um, yeah, it's really. I didn't even make the link between Gran Turismo and this. By the way, even when you said oh, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. You didn't Archibald, Archibald, fucking yeah, hell. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, Sadie, great. Sadie Soverall, I think her yes. name is. He plays Annabelle. Yes, <gasps> yes. she's yeah. brilliant. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, look. Short version of something I could talk about for a it's long time. Really, it's really great. It's this really will be film. in my top five films of the yeah. year. I think that's alert. true. I, I, I think that's true as well. Yeah. I mean, it's, unquestionably top 10 and probably top five. Yes. It's one of the most interesting films I've watched this year. It's one I want of the most. Again, as well. I want to yeah. see it again soonish. And it's, it's yeah. a film that. It's a film that. Because, by the way, I was the same as Niffy. I was like. It got to a very natural end point, and I was like, yes. oh, "Okay, yeah." And then, then it goes on a bit, and I'm like, <clears throat> "I'm like, mm, I'm yes. not sure if it needs to do this." And then it goes on a bit more, and I'm like, "Okay, I, I'm starting to kind of go. I'm starting not lose interest, but I'm starting to like, oh, this has got a bit um, of Return of the yeah. King esque vibes to me. So, sure. how many times can yes. we end?" And yes. then you realize well, yeah. what's going on, and you're like. Oh yeah, yeah. So, you so the motherfucker. Thing, the only thing, the only thing I would actually say, I wanted a, a certain piece of the film to be a bit longer, which was, and again, without revealing too much, when we essentially see what has happened through the movie later. Yes, like nearly. Yeah, yeah. Some of it was so quick. Like I, I, I understood it all. I understood all of it. I feel like it would have benefited from just those little pieces because they are like flashes almost just breathing a little bit more. This is very minor. This is not really even a criticism. It was more to do with, because it's so well, like, like layered. Yeah. Put together. No, I, I just feel like some of those bits could have just been a, a, just a bit more, just a bit more. Like, I, I, I don't completely know, agree. I, don't, I think, yeah, I don't even know how long. I just mean, uh, just let it, like, 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 like enjoy the mischief of it. If that makes sense. A bit more. Yeah. It didn't, you're right. Do you know what? Like, 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 tiny, I, tiny I cannot tiny. fault this film though. It is just no, no, no it's not. I, I'm not using it as a I no, no, no. But I, I agree. Just, I, 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 I cannot. If, if I look, if I look at all the films I've watched this year, right? Like, if I look at my list, my current list of yes. best films of 2023, right? And I look at my top five, and I'm like, do you know what? Genuinely. And Oppenheimer still sits at number one, broadly, sure. right? Sure. Like, Oppenheimer was an amazing film. But what film has sat with me for the longest after watching yeah. it? And and it's Slayer. 
Yeah. Like, and it, for me, like, Saltburn, right? Like, Saltburn yeah. is like is like the film yeah. I still... Like, I find myself humming a certain song on a regular mm. basis. Um, mm. Look, okay, Saltburn's good. I want to... Before we touch on the Marvels, I just want to talk about one film very, very quickly that you put me on to um, and that mm. I, I saw recently was The Three Musketeers, D'Artagnan. Ah, yes. You know the next I one's talk- coming out? You know the next oh, one's coming, coming out? Soon. Soon. Ooh. Like, in the next couple of weeks, I think. Ooh, that's exciting because yeah. Three Musketeers D'Artagnan is fucking phenomenal. Yeah, it's still in my top ten. It's yeah. It's oh god, it's 10. definitely in my top ten. It was yeah. it was I, I I think I I it was such a swashbuckling, interesting yeah. take on a story that I'm so fucking bored of. Yeah, I get you. It it felt traditional, but in a good way. Yeah, it was it was yeah. like a very traditional take on something, and I was like Good, and it was so well done. The action Sword was so well executed. Yeah, really great, really the, great. And like, there's some really good one shots. And I know you're not a fan of one shots. No, but no, but they. I, I, I think this film worked all the way through. I had no, I had no questions. If you know what I mean, yeah. I had no notes. Um, oh, the, yeah, the I really, I'm really glad you liked it. Milady. Really glad you liked it. Yeah, Milady. Yeah, exactly. Milady. It's um, yeah. it's like I, yeah, I really rated it. So I thought it was a very, very good film. I'm really glad right. you saw it. I'm really glad you saw it. Oh, come on in. Bring it on. Let's what? talk about the marbles. Do we have to? Well, yeah, it was released, right? Headline, I think we both agree that it was all right. It, okay, so let's do the broad bits. It's not the worst Marvel film, and I don't mean that lightly. It's, it's not the worst than, Marvel film in the last two years. It's like... Well, it's better than, it's unquestionably better than Multiverse of Madness. It's unquestionably better than um, Thor, Thor, whatever. Um, <laughs> then it's it's probably better than Quantumania, although Quantumania, I don't know. So it, it's probably better than Quantumania in that it's shorter and it's more fun. And It's definitely fun. And I'll give you that. More fun, for sure. Um yeah, it's it's so a number twenty four. It's it's a number twenty four on my list of Marvel films. Ahead how many, of how many have how many have there been? Thirty two. So okay. so twenty one would be Captain Marvel. Twenty two would be Doctor Strange. Twenty three mm-hmm. would be Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Twenty four mm-hmm. would be the Marvels. Twenty five would be Quantumania. Mm-hmm. Twenty six would be Ant Man and the Wasp. Twenty seven would be Love and Thunder. Twenty eight would be Dark World. 29 yeah. would be Age of Ultron, which I think I might have criminally a bit too low on that one. Yeah, um, yeah. That one has better to be edited, I think. Um, yeah. Better than better than most of them. And then um, and then Multiverse of Madness, eight, uh, Iron Man 2, Eternals, and Incredible Hulk. Yeah, okay. So that's my bottom. So, so yeah, it's, it's, in, it's definitely in the bottom selection of Marvel films. But it's not the worst. It's not, I mean, it isn't the worst one. That's fine. We could quibble about a few of your lower choices. It doesn't matter. But, but, so there's that. That's, that's the first thing. Um, and the running time was pre- pleasingly brief and all of that shit. But that's oh, true. So the other, the other, the other, the other, so let me, let me get into the positives then for, for real, like legit positives. I think the CGI was a shitload better than most of the recent Marvel films. I don't mean necessarily that it was even great, but that it was, I had no real quibbles with any of the CGI. No, the CGI was, like, it was better than most. Fine. Yeah, and I, and I mean that. I'm not even trying to be facetious. Like, it was... I didn't sit there going, work, look, shit. Like, never. I don't think I did that at all. So that's... And and by the way, I shouldn't. <laughs> $300 million budget. I shouldn't be saying that, should I? So, But the point is, good. So there's that. 
Uh, Kamala Khan uh, was a, a breath of fresh air and fun and enjoyable and earnest and sincere. Does and it I make you want to go good. and watch the TV show? No, no, I don't. You care. should though. You should because it's actually good. Even, I'm not. I'm not folding my arms going. I'll never watch it. I don't care about the TV show. But what I'm saying is, the character and her family and everything were fun and enjoyable. The family were hysterical, and, weren't they? Yeah. Well, I don't know hysterical, but they were fun and they were enjoyable and uh, relatable somewhat and all of that stuff. Um, my criticism about her is her powers make no sense, but I don't, it doesn't matter. But but I've, if I'm going to make a criticism, her powers make no sense and her powers don't appear to be connected to the bangle thing, so that made no sense to me. But it doesn't matter mostly. The TV like, show, the TV show will make that make sure, sense. Sure, but what, what but... I say... But the like I said to you, have to worry about no, it. no. But yeah, like I yeah. said to you on a on a text, the yeah. my biggest issue with this film is not actually this film. I think no, this film is stuff. perfectly acceptable. It's fun. It's short. Everyone plays their roles well. Everyone is pretty charismatic. It has the Marvel bad guy issue once again. But you put all that aside. Oh, my problem with this is film awful. is she is awful. But you like, but you put the. Awful. But you put all of that aside, and what you've got is a reasonably... You've got, like, like something that, without the Marvel tag, would go into the cinema and you'd be like, yeah, it was all right. Fine. Sure. But yeah, yeah, yeah. it's got so much baggage coming in, it literally yeah. makes it Stacks. impossible yeah. to enjoy. Yeah, like, you have to yes, have seen WandaVision to make yeah. Rambo make any sense. You have to watch Ms. Marvel to make... Ms. Marvel and her relationship with Captain Marvel and her powers make any yeah. sense. You yeah. have to have watched... Kind of, you have to watch Marvel. Um, you have you have to watch um, Captain Marvel and probably some of our other stuff. Secret to, Invasion to a degree because of the yeah, secret, and yeah, Secret Invasion to a degree to make even that make sense. And and nothing, nothing should have that amount of baggage no. at all. Particularly Ever. because the end, particularly because the end result of it is nothing really gets fixed or changed anyway, so it doesn't really no, make any difference. None of it, none of it matters. You know. And 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 like, I stand by the fact that the whole power swap thing, while fun as an idea, it is fun as an idea. I'm not going to quibble with that. It doesn't. It's not for. It's not a compelling reason to make characters that are completely unconnected, unless you've watched all this stuff at all, come together. There are way yeah. more easier reasons to just have the characters come together. It's, it's just that's that's the problem, particularly when the film just decides when and when those powers swap over things happen because it doesn't happen all the time. So that's it, silly. It doesn't. And, and it their powers. And, uh, yeah. And I'm just, I'm just, I'm not trying to even dig. It's just true. Um, and all of their powers simply aren't, I think I said this before, my main problem with that is if they'd all got their powers the same way, I'd understand it because it connects them all by their powers. Or if they'd got their powers at the same time, or if they had from the same source, or if they had the same type of powers, because they're not the same type of powers. I'd understand any of that. Like, any of those things, you'd go, I get it. Like, if three people had the super soldier serum, right, and then someone had a thing that controls that serum, completely get it, because it yeah. all connects. And that's all I'm saying, is that, like, and I'm not, there's no point digging in about bag writing, because you know my thing on that. But this is that. And there, there, there are so many ways when you are writing that you could have just connected them. It, it It's just, I have, like, what if they all had a bangle? Okay, then all those bangles are connected. That makes it. You know what I'm getting at? It's it's relatively easy to make it make sense. However, I still had fun. I, I still enjoyed it enough, for sure. And also, Brie Larson, way less irritating than her, her other films. And by the way, 
as I've said before, I've really liked her in other movies. This is not about me not liking Brie Larson as an actor. I really like her in the Jump Street films and in uh, the, the Kong film. Like, like I really like her generally on screen as an actor. So, but just I, as I've as... never got the, the the lack of like for Brie Larson. If I'm being but honest. like I say, this is but this isn't no, this isn't about her. This is about the character. So. I always liked her more in Endgame than I liked her. A bit like Ant-Man, right? I actually liked Ant-Man a lot more in Civil War initially than in his first film. I'm just saying, that's just, whatever reason, whether it's for writing, I don't know what it is, I've liked that. I liked her more in Endgame than I liked her in Captain Marvel. I it, I don't know if it's for writing, I don't know what I don't know what the alchemy is, but I liked her more in Endgame. Which, you know, I said, I liked her in that film. Cool, good, 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 right? I should have liked her in her first film, didn't. I liked her a lot more here, for sure. And I liked certain scenes between all three main characters. There's that scene before they start doing that really weird training montage. It doesn't end up meaning anything, unfortunately. It's a good montage, um, though. It is a good, no, it's a good montage. They it just does never nothing. Use, they never then use the stuff that they do in the fight. They never do it. So my brain goes, no. why did you try no, 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 do all no, that it... stuff? And then, then for it not to work. What? What? That, re- that stuff, sort of stuff really bugs me. However, there was a scene where they're all kind of bonding before that, but I thought was fantastic. Like, actually fantastic. As good as any scene where you would want characters to be... You know, there's that scene uh, in the first Avengers film where they're all talking before you realise that Bruce is holding the the the, the spear. But it's like, fuck, yes. why are you holding yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And, and it ends up being aggressive, but it starts off actually being quite fun and banjo. And what I'm saying is, I, I'm just using that as a, a rough comparison scene. That scene in, in the Marvels absolutely had a lot of that. That was really good. Yes. There was three different things. There's good stuff in it, so I'm not going to be... That's why I'm not going, shit. It isn't. But, it, but, it, but then scenes like that make you go, why couldn't the rest of it just be written well? <laughs> the musical sequence, which... And you know I'm a sucker for musicals. All of that stuff I thought was a total waste. I loved the idea. Loved the idea. I love the idea. It, it, feels, yeah. it feels like it went nowhere, and it feels like the battle. The other thing I didn't get was they had that battle. Why weren't the people from the musical world, sort of more musical in the battle. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, like they should be also singing and then they should also be, um, like their moves should be more dancing. Do you know what I'm getting at? Like stuff that would have made yeah. it more interesting. I don't... It didn't work. I love the, I loved the idea. And I was like, it doesn't... You know? I don't disagree with anything you've said. Genuinely, yeah. I don't disagree with anything you've said. I think... I think um... I, I There's think... a lot to like, though. There is still, there is still a lot to like. It's not that I'm having a go, just uh, you know. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. I think, I think you're probably bang on. There's a lot here that there's a lot that there's a lot a real lot to like in the movie. The pace is sure. fun. Yes, it's, yeah. I was never bored. I never got silly, bored ever. in all the best ways. Yeah. Um, it definitely has problems. A hundred percent, it has problems. I've got to say, on top of that, they don't seem to know what to do with Samuel L. Jackson anymore. Oh, he God, isn't no. the same character, and that's a shame because it's always great to see him. But then you just go, "What are you now?" Like he isn't even the same. I hated Secret Invasion. I hated what they did to him in Secret Invasion, and he wasn't even that anymore. So I couldn't figure out what is he. He's just in it. Like, he's just in it. That's it. He's yeah. It. I, I, and he has again, no impact I, in the film at all, which is such a shame. I love him. I don't disagree. They, they, yeah. seem to be, they seem to be completely lost with Samuel L. Jackson. 
Yeah. Remember what it was like in things like Winter Soldier? Was it what the thing when it, what's the one where he gets attacked in the car? Is that Winter Soldier? That amazing uh, chase. Of the yes, car. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we watched them all again recently, so I don't remember all of the events in all of the films. Like, where's all that? <laughs> like, or even where's the mystery? Because there's no mystery to him anymore. Like what? And he's not even like yeah. just funny or anything. I just, I was just, I love, I love seeing him. He isn't doing anything wrong in the movie particularly. But I'm like, hey, what's he doing in it? Like, I, think, like, I don't know why is he. I think it? the big plus here, right, is look. This film was bombed harder than Ooh. any Marvel film ever. And yeah. is that because the film's not good? No. This film not is really. so much better than a lot of Marvel films that have made money, right? I agree. I agree. I agree. Like, I, it's it's definitely, it doesn't deserve in some way. It's it's not surprising that it's bombed, unfortunately, given, I think it's just people's now, finally, like a lack of expectation. Like, finally, a lack of, like, like finally, people not going, oh, it's Marvel, it's going to be whatever. And then it makes a billion dollars. Right, which I used to yeah. bemoan, but I used to bemoan it going, it doesn't, they don't deserve to make this money. And I don't mean that to sound horrible. I really, they just didn't deserve to make the money. This film did not deserve to bomb. No, not really. Not on its own terms. It didn't deserve to bomb. It's not great. Didn't deserve to bomb. No, and I, I, I completely agree. I think it's, it's unfair that it's done so badly, but yeah, knowing it's, off the now... wake of it's off the wake of everything else. Yeah, and I think it's off the wake of everything else. I think it's off the wake of, um, like, just the fact that the fact that there's so much baggage that you have to have to watch this film doesn't help it at all. I think all of these things, yeah, all of these things, and and I'm going to be really honest here and say it's also because the world cannot cope, fandom cannot cope with women in lead roles in in these kind of movies and they cannot cope with people of non-white race in these okay, movies. Okay, so while I... And that is, a, by the way, I, that is an actual well, no, fact, right? No, no, well, I can see you look that. At, can hold see on, hold on, sorry, let me finish. Yeah. You look at fandom, Yeah. if you look at fandom around all of these things, right, every single time there's a Ms. Marvel or there's a, there's a, a female-led show or film, the same... Bullshit comes out every time, and then and then when you then when you add him and you put people of color in that, those roles, you get that subset of people that that to most people out there, to a, no correction to a lot of the toxic fandom out there, unless it is a white male in a lead role in a film, they will push back on it, and so I think my... that has hurt this film yes. a lot. Okay, so while I I do agree that that's that is a an issue. I definitely agree with that's the issue. Fandom does not speak for a billion dollars. Like a billion dollars is worldwide mainstream numbers. It's not fat. There aren't that many fans that affect it. I completely agree with your point. Completely agree. And it's ridiculous and stupid. But what I'm getting at is the casual audience isn't that concerned with that. They're concerned, I well, think, they... with no, but what I'm concerned. They're concerned, I think, more with um, like Marvel movies as a as a brand, if we can put it like that, and and what they're getting out of it. And unfortunately, over the last let's say four or five years, right, um, there has been this push to, to first of all getting rid of the main Marvel characters, basically instead of recasting them. That's one thing. Yep. Uh, losing most cast has affected it, whether people admit it or not. 
And then secondly, the way they've treated the remaining characters, the way that Thor is treated, that's not just white people thinking, oh, they've treated no, Thor no, badly. No. They've treated Thor. What I'm getting at is you're absolutely right. I think there's definitely a percentage of it can be attributed <laughs> to that, but it's not the majority of it. When you look at what's happened with Disney Marvel, with doing that, with with doing a lot of replacing and with doing a lot of shifting. By the way, I'm not saying you shouldn't have female-led things, but I don't believe that that is what has caused specifically this drop-off. Hold on. I think one, it's thing, also one been, thing. I think it's also been it's also been the way that if you don't like these films, you're being accused of being a racist. You're being accused of being. No, a I, did, I disagree. Now that, I, that, I, well, I, no, you are. I, no, the company. No, no, hang on. The company does do that. Right. Stop. 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 And, but, stop. but but hang on. Hang on. Hang on. But it doesn't. No, but I can, I can, I can, I can just finish this in one easy way. I just want to finish. I just want to finish the point. What I'm getting at is all of that, though. All what I'm saying is all of this only hits hard what you would call the toxic fans. All of this stuff, all of this perception, it, and that is not enough to make a significant dent in a billion or one point five billion dollars worldwide. That is no. not. That okay. is not it. It's not just no, it. but I tell you why. I tell you why I disagree, in a large part, because it's the fans that go back and watch these movies multiple times. That that's the difference. Does it does it dent the casual audience? No, not at all. Albeit, I think sometimes. Well, a I lot think of the it's ca- hold on, let me, I think hold the lack on, of quality. Hold on, hold on. Lack of I let you speak. I let you speak. Yeah. Let me finish. Yeah. Does it dent the casual audience? Probably not. Right. Does it dent the fandom that will generally watch a Marvel film three or four times at the cinema? A hundred percent. So if you look, right, currently, Love and, Love and Thunder, which was a fucking appalling movie mm. and much worse than the Marvels, did $760 million, right? Mm. Currently, Ms. Marvel's done $170 million. Yes. Right? Most of that... A hundred most of that 760 million dollars will be from people going back and seeing it multiple times. That's how box office works, right? Clearly, like most of the reason that the Marvels happen, actually, there's another, not going back to see it. There is another factor to talk about here, which is China. Yeah, there is China, right? haven't, again, been ta- China haven't been taking these films like they used to as well. No, and, and that's that counts. Well. That counts for like half a billion dollars. Or and they won't take the Marvels or promote the Marvels no. because no. it's three league females. Yeah, I know. Two but people that's of China. Color. That's that's China. That's not but, toxic. But this cinema. is the point. Right? No, but <laughs> it's 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 toxic cinema, right? So there's a degree of toxic fandom. There's a degree of toxic cinema. Put both of those things together. Thor with a handsome white guy in the in the lead role takes seven hundred and sixty million, and it is a yeah. terrible movie. Yeah, terrible movie. Yeah, the Marvels, which is much more fun than Thor: Love and Thunder, and certainly yes. a lot less pretentious. Yes. Takes 167 million. A big chunk of that reason, whether it's toxic fandom, whether it's, it's countries, <laughs> and, well, countries and other things, is because yeah. it is a three-handed female movie with yes. two people of color in lead roles. Yes, and absolutely. God damn it, the world just cannot fucking cope with that, and that no. saddens me so much. Because, yes, I agree. Because ultimately. Go and see a film and like it because it's good or go and see a film and like it because it's bad. The other thing that doesn't help this movie, but again, to your point about fandom, you do have to have seen a lot of what's gone before, but your casual fan, it doesn't matter. The casual person turning up to cinema. What has hurt this is people like us, not us, but people like us that are 
what I would call fandom, slagging the film off. And go, oh, I'm not going to see that. You know, like, I've got a friend who literally was like, yeah, I'm not going to bother seeing that. And then when he went to see it, he said, that is the worst Marvel movie I've ever seen. And I'm like, mate. Well, it's lying. But he's lying because that's not true. It's <laughs> not even close to it's the not true. Marvel I mean, you can, have your, you can have your own opinions on stuff, but it's just patently not true. Factually, it's just not anywhere near true, right? A lot of what hurts this film is the fact it's females, people of colour, etc. Now, I know people are going to say, yeah, but look at Black Panther. And sure. I think... Absolutely, Black Panther was an outlier, but I think it was an again, outlier, think... but it was also, but it was also before a lot of the a lot of the shifting of the way that they're making the movies started. Yeah, it was one yeah. of the first so, ones actually. So look, I think, I think, I think you should go and see the Marvels. I think you should yeah. let it exist I on agree. its own, on its I own agree. kind of whatever. And if you like it, great. If you don't, don't. But don't like it just because the, there are women in the lead roles because that just fucking sucks. Yeah, of course. Because actually, you know, I would rather watch a film with these three than watch a film with fucking Taika Waititi massacring Thor again. 100%. I can't can't disagree with that. Although the thing with the goats still makes me laugh. (laughs) Yeah, the first first time. No, the third time. By the fifth time, I was a bit bored. Right, Ross, where can people find out more about you, my friend? Uh, At Ross Boyas for all the social media things, at Evo Films UK, all the social media things for Evo Industry Films, uh, and also at Vengeance Film UK. Nice. And Ross at uk for more on the podcast. We're on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Music, and all other good places, um, and some bad places where you'll get podcasts. Please remember to rate and review us um, and tell your friends, because I'm sure... Many people would love to listen to us bicker about <laughs> Marvel movies, which That's once we idea. didn't, which is the weirdest thing. Um, I'm not used to having an agreement with you on a Marvel movie these days, Ross. It's freaked me out. <laughs> um, so look, thanks for listening. We'll be back. Um, and we're closing in on the big one, the big show, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. end of year special, which we do every yeah. year and we talk about our best and our worst. So that's like just a month off. So thanks for listening. Take care. See you soon. Bye. Bye-bye. We love you. Bye. Bye.